0: I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am, and I get what I get because I live in bespoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average, you're not even good, you were born to be great.
1: What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast. I'm your host CJ, joined by the Bayesian sensation. What it do? And the hip hop preacher, what's going on y'all?
0: That sleep is for suckers. Oh
1: Yeah, we up at the
2: crack of dawn again no sun yet
1: again yo. up at the crack of dawn and um yeah no I'm, I'm i'm getting used to doing it this early normally when i wake up this early i don't have like a, a task you know and i don't have to talk so i gotta get up a little earlier and throw some some coffee on my throat so that uh i don't sound like mr ed when i'm on the <laughs> mic but um yeah we back man for another edition we appreciate y'all tuning in appreciate y'all locking in with us um, real quick, uh, am I tripping or man, is it tough to, uh, to, to get ready to go out of the, especially out of the country and leave your family behind, bro? Like we, uh, for those of you listening, you know, we probably, we've been talking about London for a while and we actually fly out tonight. And so, man, I'll be real with y'all. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, you go on trips a day or two. Usually when we fly into a city, we fly in and out. And, you know, it's it's a, you know, cool process, you know what I mean? You're only gone for 24, 48 hours max. But, of course, you know, sometimes, you know, Australia, London, trips of that nature, I think we're gone for, you know, 10, 11 days this time. You know, Australia's a couple weeks. And, um, man, it's the weirdest thing, man. Like, I start doing anxiety, like, right before we get ready to leave. Like, yesterday, like, I don't know what it was, but I was just like, and I'm not even like a nervous person. I don't really really even, you know, get anxiety like that. But I was just like packing up my stuff and just feeling mad weird. And so, um, I don't know if it's just me or do y'all feel that feeling too let when it's time to roll out, out, of, out of town.
2: I don't know where, he, he passed this stage. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, he might not I'll be able to I'll let Carl answer in. that. But I promise you, man, so what we try to do all the time, anytime I'm leaving or my wife and I are leaving the kids or my parents or whatever, like, we try to give him, you know, a couple of days in advance leading up to, hey, you know, we're going to be gone this weekend or we're going to be gone for a couple of days. So I've been doing that all week. You know, hey, you know, daddy's going to be gone for a couple of days. Man, this going to be a longer time than than usual. Right, and right, right. I promise, last night, bro, man, I'm going to just be real with y'all. I, he broke me down. So I'm putting little man to bed. we going through the routine. You know, we reading, reading. Uh, we do our little thing. We the a good night prayer, boy. And I'm like, hey, man, daddy loves you, man. You know, I'm going to be gone for a couple of days tomorrow. And I promise you, he just looked me in the face and was like, daddy, I don't want you to go. So I'm like, OK, mm. I'm like, not too bad. I'm like, OK, that's cool. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, like, you know, you you like the house we live in, you know what I'm saying? Like the lights on and I'm turning right, to right, the lamp. Right. Like, yo, all this stuff costs and daddy got to work so we can make sure we could pay all the bills and keep everything going smooth. I was like, you understand? He like, no. He's like, I don't, daddy. <laughs> All I'm trying to tell you is that he just kept saying like, daddy, I don't want you to go. Man, I'm telling y'all. I was like, All right, here's what we gonna do. I'm gonna put you on my shoulder. And you can put your head on that side so you can't see me crying like a fool right now i promise right, My, little man right. broke me bro i was broken it's hard man it's hard yeah no it is and you
1: you're a good one for telling him you're gonna be gone for a while trey think i'm going to the store It's just gonna be a <laughs> long trip you know what i'm saying i'm like look daddy got rolled to the store real quick and uh but no kids do have that sixth sense though because i promise you like one time i was going out the house i don't remember where i was going might have been last year when i was going to australia but, like, I was leaving, and I had already took the suitcase out, right? Uh-huh. And I had put the suitcase in the truck. And so I had came back in, and he didn't even see me take the suitcase to the truck. Now, mind you, I could, like, he, he don't really never trip when I get ready to leave. Mind you, this time I'm leaving, he doesn't know the suitcase is already out there. And so I was like, all right, cool. I was like, hey, buddy, I'll be back. Daddy will be back. I didn't say, it, like, how long I was going, anything. He just broke down, like, start having a fit. Wow. And I'm like, yo. Like, what? It was so weird, man. And I think it's different for me now because Trey is getting older. Like, you know, he's two and a half now. So, you know, a little over two and a half. So he's like starting to really understand what's going on. But, um, you know, the good thing for me, man, my folks are coming down anytime, you know, I get ready to go out of town. You know, I bring the reinforcement troops down and, you know, my, my parents just spoil them like crazy so um they'll be here today we have no overlap so i'm sure he probably won't even notice that i'm gone for about a week and then uh it'll be time for us to come back but yeah no man i I just you know it's different when they get older you know what i mean i think this is like the rough age because maybe when they're a little older like they understand you know and when they're younger it's like you know whatever so you know my son man he's he's growing and he's starting to you know he's smart man so you know it's one of them things man let me tell you something most hilarious thing, I promise y'all. We were, you know, we for those of you who were in Charlotte, man. Shout out to Charlotte. What a, Ooh, what an insane yeah, event was that was. Fine. I mean, Charlotte was off the chain. He again, he did some stuff I had never seen him do, and it was just tremendous. Um, but we were in Charlotte, and why we wake up um, Sunday morning? You know, he woke up probably around like six o'clock, and He was yelling, like, Trey was in the bed, like, we had two queen beds, and so me and Trey were in the bed together, and he woke up um, yelling. I'm sitting there, you know, on the laptop, and I'm like, what's going on? He's like, Daddy, Daddy. I'm like, what is wrong with this little boy? (laughs) He sits up in the bed, looks at me, he's like, I need to go to the hospital. (laughs) I was like, what? He's like, Daddy, I need to go to the hospital. I said, what happened? He said, I broke my ankle. I was like Trey, how did you break your ankle? In the bro? sleep, boy. Yeah, he was like in my sleep. I broke my ankle, so I'm like, Trey, you didn't break your ankle in your sleep, bro. He's like, ah, he's like yelling. So I like grab his foot, right? Like thinking he's joking. I grab his foot and he screams. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? And he's like, ah, my ankle, daddy. I need to go to the hospital. So I put. So I'm like still thinking he's playing. So I like take him off the bed and set him next to the bed. And like step a few steps back. Like walk to me. And he takes one step and goes down. Boom! Wow. I'm like, "Yo, what?" And so, uh, turns out, his mom told me when she woke up that I guess he jumped off something the night before. And you know how you you know turn that ankle and it doesn't you know lock up on you until later on in the night. And uh, apparently that thing locked up on him. when he woke up in the morning, he was in pain. But I was just dying laughing like, yo, when did my son get old enough to wake up tomorrow I need to go to the hospital? Yeah, I was like, wow, I got a kid now. You know what I'm it's saying? It's real, yeah, it's real. So, I don't know if the hip hop preacher got anything to add with his grown kids in college. I don't know if they are gonna miss him like that,
0: but. Uh, well, I'll FaceTime them. <laughs> yeah, no doubt,
1: no doubt. Um, yep, so. Let's uh let's get into it today. Um you know, I was uh I was on the podcast last week. I was excited, you know, my Lions had a 1 and oh We were undefeated. I thought maybe there was a chance the culture was changing. I thought maybe there was a chance that we would um bounce back, if you will, and 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 show the world that you know cultures can be changed and we talked a lot last week about changing the culture and uh the in the in the in the famous saying that says lions gone lion <laughs> and the lions uh definitely went back to their uh, to their old ways man and lost to the Tennessee Titans at home after racing out to a lead unbelievably uh, they were able to, 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 to botch the game,
2: lose the game. Penalties. I'm like, it, it was they like, close had to, like almost a record yeah, number. It was of close penalties. to 200 yards. Like, it was almost 200 yards.
1: I mean, it's ridiculous. Almost 200 yards of penalties. And so it was funny because last week, of course, we were talking about culture and can you change the culture and all of these things. And I look at, and and y'all know, anytime I bring up sports, I'm trying to go somewhere. But I look at the fact that the Lions lost that game. And I look at the fact that the New England Patriots without two All-Stars Hall of Famers, Brady and Gronkowski, backup QB, backup tight end, are now 2-0 with Jimmy Garoppolo, who nobody even heard of until game one. And my man comes out balling now. I think he might have got hurt. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think it matters. They could probably put in... Uh, Me or Carl at QB and and win. (laughs) But I'm looking like, wow. Here's just the stark difference between, you know, two programs and how you have a winning culture and a losing culture. And I want y'all to, if you're listening, I want you to understand something. The Patriots have all new players since they started this win streak of like 14 years with over 10 wins, you know, a season. They're, They're all new players. Like, it's not the same players. They're different players. Just like it's different players for the Lions. And one culture has... Constantly been losing and constantly been mired in, in mediocrity, and the other one just continues year after year to be fired. So, like, again, it just showed me that the systems that you have in place, the culture that you have in place, is so important, more so even than the players or the people that you have coming through. So, if your company is not winning. If you're not winning as an entrepreneur, you and your staff, whatever, you need to look at the culture and look at the environment and say, what is it about the culture that's allowing people to come in here and be losers? So I know we talked about it last week, but I just kind of wanted to come full circle and show you you know, an example of a winning tradition versus a losing tradition and how, for real, the pieces don't necessarily matter so much as the culture and, and, and the organization as a whole.
2: Hmm. I remember when we first started... Um we had, and again, you guys know how we started. Like we literally just started on YouTube and just started building and, you know, adding and keep and kept going from there. But, you know, I remember when we started to look into marketing and doing some other stuff. I talked about the UPS stuff last week. <clears throat> but I remember one of the guys that we met with, he said, man, it's going to be hard to work with you guys. Because I can see you guys do not have like, you know, all the systems in place. But what you guys do have is success. And he's like it's gonna be so hard for me to work and he was saying it's like going into it like it's gonna be hard for me to work with you guys because you have success like you're you are finding a way to win you're finding a way to make things happen like you know even though y'all don't have the 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 correct software for the mailing list and y'all don't have you know he could go through the list of stuff that we didn't have but he's like yo it's gonna be so tough because y'all already got a winning culture like I have to now kind of like work backwards with you guys to kind of get what i need in place and granted you know, of course, like she said, you add the right system to already a winning culture, like you know, it's bananas, and that's what we've experienced as a company. But I just remember that conversation we talked about. I see, like he was like, "Yo, it's gonna be tough." Like I could, you guys are, like you are making money, like things are working for you, and I can see that y'all don't have all the stuff in place yet. So I mean, for for those of you listening, like man, the the biggest thing is having that winning culture. Like you, you could go anywhere. Like you put, like she said, it doesn't matter who's playing. It has, I'm talking about, it has, from what we see in tune, no, it has no reason, I mean, no bearing on whatever on who comes into play. It doesn't seem like it matters. Yeah, and you know, and you know what's crazy? I don't think it matters whether
1: you actually win or not. Mm. Or what, per, like I said, what's perceived to be a win? And, and, and you say, well, how can you have a winning culture without winning? I think it's more so the mentality. Like, I really do. Like, you're not going to win every game. You're going to have some losses. You're going to take some losses, especially as you try to build a culture, right? Like, if you're trying to build a culture, right? Like, so we work with, you know, NFL teams and things that, you know, may be, you know, charting whatever. When you're on your way, okay, so let me say it like this. So, so I was talking to Adam, right? And Adam is one of my, um, my best friends, and he's one of the leading, um, you know, individuals in addiction and recovery. Right. And so I was talking to Adam and I was asking him how you define success in addiction and recovery. And he said, it's, it's kind of tricky because you would think that, you know, if somebody comes to, you know, the, the program and they come out and they relapse, that was a failure. Right. Like like that's how I saw it. You know, I'm not you know, I'm not obviously not an addiction, you know, um, specialist or, you know, uh, any any of those things. But I said, you know if you have somebody who checks in let's say they enroll in the program they go through the entire program and then they go back to using heroin or they go back to you know abusing drugs or alcohol or whatever those things are you know six months after they leave the program you know and i said in my eyes that looks like a failure right and he was saying that no it's not because this tools that you learned in recovery will then help you to get past that even quicker the next time. So you're building yourself up. So yes, obviously the goal anytime, you know, somebody comes through my program is for them to stay sober for the rest of their natural lives. He said that's the goal, but he was like, understand something, that if somebody comes through the program, that j- just because they relapsed doesn't mean they didn't get all the skills and all the training and all the things that they need to, to get themselves built back up. And, and maybe there is a few failures, but what we're hoping is by you know falling those few times, by continuing to come back and gain those skills, you build yourself up to 30%, 40%, 50 Now, you're still not perfect at a 50%, but you're far better than you were at a 10%. until the until you can get yourself up to 100 and then you know never relapse again And so I think when you're building a culture you have to be careful how you define winning and losing and it's more So the mentality are you getting better is everything that you're doing helping you to increase from 10% to 20% to 30% 40% like so that's why I, I don't place a whole lot of stock in just wins right you have to be able to have that mentality that says hey If if we can make progress, right? It might not be a win. Like I said to people, people would, you know, would be, um, you know, probably surprised to find out that I considered it a a win when we would get calls from schools to ask us to come in, even though they wouldn't pay us any money. Why was that a win? Because before, we had to call schools and ask them if we could get in. We would say, hey, we got this program. It's great. You guys need to check it out. Can we come in? Can we do it for your students? We'll do it for free. Doesn't matter. Come on. Boom, boom, boom. And we met resistance with that. And then finally, people start letting us come in, right? But then it was a whole nother level when schools start calling saying, hey, we heard about what you guys are doing. Can you come do that in our school? That was a win for us. Now, there was no money involved, right? And to the outside world. If you're doing work and not getting paid, that's probably a loss. But the mentality for us was, if we can keep progressing every single day, we can change the culture and eventually become what the outside world would see as a winning culture, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, absolutely, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, I won before I won. You know, I won before I won. Before you found out I was Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher, you know, I was ET, the hip hop preacher, You know, at Oakwood, I was ET the hip hop preacher, you know, at The Advantage, I was ET the hip hop preacher, you know, whatever venue I was given the opportunity. But I knew in my heart, you know, and I knew in my mind that I was a champion, you know, I knew in my heart and my mind that I was a champion, you know. So I wasn't really concerned about, you know, what other people was thinking. Like I tell people all the time, I didn't wake up to be number one. But I woke up in practice as if I was number one, you know. So I never had a dream of being, you know, the number one speaker in the world. I've never, I never—that was never a dream for me. But I did wake up and have a work ethic. I wanted to have a number one work ethic in the world, you know. And by having the number one work ethic in the world, you know that that that's going to yield something. I can't tell you for certain what number that's going to put me at, but I do know if I work, wake up, and grind and work hard, so. I think it's in the heart first. I think it's in the mind second, and then eventually it'll get to the hand. And when I say the hand, I just mean your behavior. And I think a lot of people, when they want to change the culture, are starting with their behavior. You know, and to me, that's the that's the last place to start because what happens? And I, and I'm just gonna say this, guys, because I want to make it clear. I was on the phone uh, the other day, and um, you know, Mason West brought out some stuff that I had been, um, you know, preaching. And it was a situation, see, where there are guys that might see me, you know, ironing clothes and like, yo, my marriage is tore up from the flow up and I want to get a better marriage. So I'm a cook. You know, E.T. said he cooking for his wife. E.T. said he ironing clothes. E.T. said he. And what happens, see, is the reason they can't change the culture is because they pick up the behavior that I have, see, but not the mindset that I have. So so, yeah, you're ironing your clothes, but you still don't see your wife the way you should see her. You know, you're, you're, you're cooking dinner, but you still don't see her as the queen that she is. You still don't value her in the way you should value her. So while your behavior might change, you know, some of your actions may change, you can't build a culture on behavior. You can't build a culture on action. You can only build a culture on a philosophy, on a mentality. And so when the mentality is right, and the philosophy is right, then the actions are going to automatically be right. So you don't have to start focusing on, yeah, I want to change my actions. I got to get up early. I got to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and do what? What are you getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning for? You might not need to get up to 7 or 8. You, you know what I'm saying? So you don't want ET's behavior. You, what you want is ET's mentality. And I discovered a long time ago when I look at the winning cultures that they have a different mentality than everybody else. They, 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 they don't accept certain things they don't do certain things because in their mentals they don't see how it's going to create a a repeated pattern that's going to get them to the place that they need to get to so again we're not suggesting that you do or you don't change behavior but we're saying if you change your behavior do not expect outcomes if you're not changing your thinking about that thing yeah no
1: i agree with you and i and i think people are probably listening saying you know well, how do I do that? And, and and what was that, you know, thing? And I'm just speaking for myself. And I kinda alluded to it already, but you know, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not just one of those things where you can go from you constantly been losing, and this is losing not even business, life, whatever. You know what I mean? Like I think there's there's you know something to be said for what E taught us, Carl, and that was like I and I just alluded to it, but it's the small wins, right? It is literally like, how can we make um, a, a little bit of progress each day? Like I tell people all the time, people say, oh, you're going on tour and, you know, uh, Australia again. Like, how, how does that feel? You did, you know, you did a world tour, you did this, you did that. And I said, it doesn't really feel that crazy because before we were touring in Australia, they were buying our books in Australia. And before they were buying our books in Australia, we seen comments in the YouTube comments from people watching the videos in Australia. And before they were watching them in Australia, they were watching them in the States. All the way back down to Michigan State University. Like, we reverse engineered it. So I think, like, we never had that big, like, you know, boom. Like, uh, we were, you know, just chilling at, you know, uh, at our jobs in in the basement somewhere and, and Oprah just hit us up, like... Come on through. And I think that's the mentality that some of you are looking at, like you're waiting for that big boom, like you're waiting for that lottery ticket to come. The lottery ticket is not going to come. You're going to have to grind your way to $100 million. Like, it's just not going to come. Like, you, you, you think you're sitting on this opportunity that's just going to blow up randomly, and I'm saying you're going to have to hustle that thing. You're going to have to grind that thing. If you got an app that you're working on, if you have a design patent, whatever it is, like, you, you are going to have to hustle that thing, and it's going to happen in stages for you, and I think that's how you truly change the culture. Like, it wasn't some big one-time, you know, windfall investment that we had come through the company. Like, somebody like, oh, here go $50 million. For y'all to get started, it was literally brick by brick. I have saw my check. I could probably go. I would. I should probably go pull up my check stubs if I didn't want everybody in my business. But I could probably pull up my check stubs from the first day we start getting paid to now, and I bet you you would see the smallest, most you know uh, uh, diligent incremental increases in my check. From day one. At no point did I go from like, okay, I'm making a thousand to making five thousand to making ten thousand, twenty thousand. I never it never went like that. It was literally like, okay, I made a hundred more dollars this week than I made the week before. Okay, I made two hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Like it was never this big, huge lick. And I think the thing that E got us to do was see if you're going to change the culture, we're gonna to have to
0: do this a little bit at a time, and you're going to have to see the value in small wins. Well, yeah, you're gonna to have to redefine success. You're gonna to have to redefine success. You know, and, and and success can no longer be what everybody else defines as success. You know, so the GED was a success for me. Yup, it did take 12 years to get a four-year degree, but that's success. You, you know, and so we, we we have to redefine what success is. And so C just said like, "Yo, E," uh, E said, uh, "You know, whatever, whatever, whatever." But how does that happen? Like, okay, I heard you, E. You get it? Ain't the behavior, it's the mind. You know, here here here's. Let me just give you a couple things that you need to do. First of all, be courageous enough, be brave enough to define and see success from your world. You know, I'm going to say it again. I'm saying it slow because I want to make sure you guys are getting what I'm saying. Be courageous enough, brave enough to define and accept success in your world. And what I mean by that is, bro, I, I see people all the time in Bentleys, Rolls Royces, And let me just say this, you know, and I say this with all humility, I can afford, you know, certain vehicles, but I just don't see that as success. Now, see, am I saying that that's not success because my man got a Rolls Royce because she got a Maybach, you know, the Bugatti? I'm not saying that's not success. That's success in your world. But what I'm not going to do, see, is I'm not going to say in order for me to be successful, I have to have what they have success for me see could be my my suburban you know what i'm saying it could be my suburban it could be my toyota camry because the way i see success is this particular vehicle but i have money to go on vacations i have money to you know what i'm saying like so i might define success as me and my family uh dd going to uh, uh England with me, Giddy being able to go to, you know, Australia with me. Like we're going as a family Like my kids are in college. My son's going to take care of his sister. My Like I that's what I see as success. Like I see that as very successful family and having a very healthy, you know, we're not perfect, but a very healthy, you know, family with, a, with, with our own little weekly traditions and our little goals and our little getting together and praying and going to church for prayer. Like that's what I see as success. So I just want to say, first of all, just be very cautious of saying, I want to live in a gated community because somebody else said that that was success. Or I want to wear, you know, uh, tailored suits and, you know, Italian suits, right? And, you know, designer shoes, like, okay, that's success for them, but don't let their success become your success. And then once you identify in your world what success is, Like study the people in your realm who you feel are successful. If they write books, go with the books. If they do documentaries, watch the documentaries. You know, if they speak, listen to them speak. If they do poetry, read their poetry. If they have a podcast, listen to their podcast. Like whatever. If they have a daily devote, whatever, whatever the people that you look up to and you, you, you like, yo, I want to model after them. Like I don't want to be them, but I do want to model after them. Then start looking at the characteristics. Like what characteristics do they have? You know what I'm saying? What are some of the things that they do? What are some of the things that they believe in? And as you're reading this, you're not trying to become their clone, but you are identifying for yourself, like, yo, this is the philosophy I need to have. Listen to me, the philosophy that I need to have. So for me, you know, listen to Pastor Doggett speak and the way he talked about my wife, I was like, yo, for real, like I was homeless. You know what I'm saying? I was homeless. And Didi, You know, snuck me into, you know, uh, one of the abandoned buildings and snuck me into the house, you know, on a Sunday when I couldn't get into my job. And then she gave me her allowance. Like it was like, yo, E, just because homeboy is doing this with his wife and it's no disrespect, my man might have got married at 29. He had a life before he had a wife. I didn't have a life before I had a wife. Like Didi and I hooked up at 16 years old. So so the way I spoil her and what I do for her has everything to do with the fact that I was homeless in a high school dropout. I was at a very critical point in my life and she came in and whatever. That's not everybody's story, see? Some dudes had their degrees and had their life be found before they found their girl. That's not my reality. So I can't say, well, I'm gonna do what this person does and this person does. I gotta, I gotta do what ET has to do and define what do I need to do in my marriage? How do I need to treat my wife? What's important in my relationship? And so those are just a couple of the tangible things I wanna say that people can do to change their thinking. see, study your favorite football team that won three championships, study your favorite player who won six championships. You know what I'm saying? Just study, write it down, don't clone them, But start identifying your own, like, ooh, I like that. I believe this is important. Ooh, I like to do that. And then as you do that, write that down and then look at that every day and just wake up and do a little something toward that. And then you're going to wake up one day and go from a high school dropout to saying, I do value school.
2: Small wins. See, I, I was going, well, first of all, even back to marriage podcast. So I'll just take this, this little pause and let y'all know the marriage podcast. We recorded the first one and Ooh. it was bananas. Let me just let y'all know that bananas. Oh I was sitting there taking notes in the doggone session. But anyway, oh, sidebar. No, cause, but I, 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 e, I want to go somewhere. I mean, same thing, small wins. I remember walking to the gym. You guys know I started working out with Ken just a little bit. Ken is on some different. I'm just trying to stay healthy. <laughs> But I remember just kind of reading a little bit and just realizing there are different body types. So hear what I'm saying? There are different body types. Well, so I can't turn well, my what body. What type does E have? The Chunky wasn't listed as a body type. Jordan <laughs> <But, Short> stock. <style. laughs> um, so I remember just looking at it and I remember thinking to myself, there is no good way for me to get to from where I am to 2%. There's no healthy, quick way. Hear, hear what I'm saying carefully. There's no healthy quick long-standing way for me to go from where i am to like you know two percent body fat it has to come with small wins and a part of the process either that i wanted to talk about was that process of what i'll say the term is stasis where it don't look like nothing is growing but you can't stop you keep doing the activities long enough and there's gonna come a period where you just like you said see it was like for real it was this amount and then like, wait a minute, I didn't even realize what happened, but I'm up $150 more. Like, whoa, I didn't even really peep that. But then there'll be a period of where nothing changes again. And they, like, Ken, Ken Ken, is always complaining like, man, I swear I was lifting more than this last week, but I can't get past this. Like I'm stuck at this weight. And I'm like, we just keep going. And I promise you in another week or two weeks or three weeks, you're going to be able to add another five pounds. You're going to be able to add another 10 pounds. You know what I'm saying? So I, I always think like, you can't you honestly the only way you can sustain it is by the the brick by brick small wins because I, I Oprah Winfrey. Let me just say it like this. There's no way Oprah could have gotten on her show the first day. Like, you know, all right, I'm going to just give you a shot, Oprah. Um, y'all heard Les Brown's story. Like there's no way I'm going to give you a shot and you haven't been having small wins and you keep it going for a long time. Like, hear what I'm saying. There's no way you get the big opportunity, you hit the lottery, there's no way you're going to sustain it if you haven't been building it. There's no possible way. So, if you've been trying that route, I'm letting y'all know now it's only gonna last for so long. It's not sustainable. The only way to sustain this thing forever for the rest of your life, you're talking about for generations, is the brick by brick, the $50 this month, the extra two and a half pounds. I ain't even know they had two and a half pound weights, y'all. They had two and a half pound weights, but there's a reason for that. So you could just increase a bit by bit. They ain't just dropping like you don't go from one forty-five plate just to you know add in another set of forty-five plates onto it. You see what I'm saying? They're increments for a reason. You go, you know, the two and a half. I, I blew my mind. Two and a half, five, ten. 25, 35, 45. That's how the weights are broken down. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: you're right. And I'm and I'm thinking about what what you're saying with the you know the weight training. And I'm thinking about what E said even in terms of the weight loss. Like you you like what you talk about, Carl, when you know people, you know, drop weight real quick, right? You see it happen all the time. People go on these crash diets, like right. You do this crash diet and you lose a ton of weight like instantly, but you're not able to sustain it. Because like E said You've changed your behavior, but the culture never changed. You don't believe in eating healthy. You don't believe in working out every day. It was something that you did because you had to get into a new dress, or you had to get into a new tux, or you was going to a class reunion, or something like that, and you put the weight right back on because it wasn't a culture change, it was a behavioral change. And the, and the behavioral change only lasts so long, right? We saw the Lions week one. They came through with a behavioral change. They did some things that, you know, at that that last drive, that was a behavior change. They didn't They didn't choke. They, they got it done. Boom. But it wasn't a culture change. Why? Because we saw this week they reverted right back, you know, regressed to the mean. Right. It is what it is. They came right back to where they normally are because it was a behavior change and not a culture change. And I think those small wins is when you end up changing the culture. You say, you know what? I believe in eating right. I believe in exercising. And I go to the gym, you know, three times a week. And I do that over the course of a year two years, three years. Now it becomes embedded and ingrained in who you are. Not, okay, for the next three months, I'm only eating salad, I'm drinking juices, and I'm going to the gym, you know, seven days a week. You, you, Nine times out of ten, you are not going to sustain that as a culture shift. It is a behavior, but you have not bought into the mentality of what it takes to be a healthy
0: individual. It was crazy as I'm just thinking, you know, as you guys are talking and, and, and you know, I'm learning. You know, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, you know, like, okay, E, let's reverse engineer engineers even a little more. And so I'm saying now you have to go back, see, and really break down what do you value? What don't you value? Why do you value it? Why don't you value it? So as you both were talking, I I remember being kicked out of college on academic probation. And I listen to me. I clearly remember, Carl. When I got kicked out the next semester going to community college like nothing had happened. Like I enrolled in community college like the university had a problem, not me. Like how in the world could they kick me out on academic probation? And I promise you, see, I was pumped up. I was gonna prove to the world that there was no way I should have been on academic probation. And I went to class, I will never forget, Western Civ, Western Civ. I went to that Western Civ class pumped up like I'm going to prove to the world that I should have never gotten kicked out, that they were wrong. I went to Western Sea of an entire week every day, see? Every day, had my book, see? Did all my schoolwork. The next week I went three out of five times, see? You know what I'm saying, like three out of five. And the week after that, one, and I promise you, by the fourth week, see, it was so beautiful, the the weather, you know, all the stuff that was going on, see, that I stopped going to class. And and, And it was weird because even though I got kicked out, I'm talking to somebody. I don't know who you are. The first time I got kicked out, see, it was a, I was oblivious to what had happened. They, who, why could they? What? Ha, why did they do this to me? They had no right. I, I'm all the way here in Alabama. You know, I don't have no family here. They, this is all. This is why I came here, and they kicked me out. And I'm gonna go to this community college, and I'm gonna, and I took the same behavior with me. See, I took that same behavior, and this time when. I fail at the community college level. I said to myself, yo, E, just be real with yourself. You don't value education. You don't see you don't see the importance of it. And between you and you, go look at yourself in the mirror, you only came here because of Didi. You only came to college because Didi told you that if you didn't go to college, she was gonna break up with you. So let, let's be honest, Eric. You reached your academic goal. You just needed to get accepted. That's the only thing that needed to happen. You just needed to get accepted so you could get there so you could be with her. So I'm not saying you're dumb. I'm not saying you can't get a degree, but what I am saying is that you're lying to yourself. You hate school. There's nothing about school you value, so you'll never be able to do well in it until you value it. And the day I realized, see, that as a speaker who was speaking in schools, the doors was going to be shut on me, and that ha- not having a degree would limit my finances, limit my opportunities is the day I said, "You know what e t you need to value it and when I began to value school, the relationship with school changed, and eventually the results of school changed.
1: Mm. yeah, no, absolutely yeah i'm I'm with you, man, I'm with you. Um, Yeah, guys, you know, we we talked about this two weeks in a row now, and I hope you understand the importance, because when E and I got off the phone last week, um, I think E called called me and was like, man, I got some more to say about this culture thing, and I just think it's so important, um, you know, to to develop that momentum, right? The momentum is on our side, the chances of of us quitting uh, reduce significantly, so... Um, what we're talking about, guys, is a culture shift, and we'll continue to talk about some of that stuff as we, you know, go along. Um, we'll revisit the topic, I'm sure. But we wanted to make sure that you fully understood what we were talking about last week as it relates to the culture. I cannot remember the last time we lost, you know, as a as a company, right? Like I cannot remember. Can y'all remember? Like just seriously, off yeah, the top no, of your I head, got
2: a nothing. long time. I promise, I got nothing. I'm saying nothing that you know is. It's like that, like, oh, my gosh, devastated. No, I got nothing at all. Right, right. I'm just saying, based on how we see things, like,
1: there's been some things that didn't work out, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I can, I I literally think that we have gone 16-0, and you know, a couple seasons in a row now, like, for real, for real. Like, I can remember some losses early, you know, with with maybe, you know, more, um, you know, uh, personnel type things
0: but but in terms of the the company itself oh, i cannot man. remember you can't yeah you can't do it now look i also wanted to say this last week see but i told you i was going to wait because i was like i don't want to put my foot in my mouth right i do not want to put my foot in my mouth but when i say culture just so you guys are 100 percent clear on what we're talking about the new england patriots right the new england patriots i just want to make sure that we are 100 percent clear that that bled uh bledsoe left and then all of a sudden this kid who was uh picked up in the sixth round came in we don't really know a, who he was 199 199th, 199th, 199th pick. pick this dude came in tom brady and i mean he came in the system and dominated and let's be honest we started to think for a minute belichick you know what i'm saying and brady now brady out <laughs> now brady out gronkowski is out what's this other dude name that's out. Somebody else significant. I'm not a Patriots fan, but they got another guy that's out and they're still winning. They, they, they're still winning. Guys said two and oh, with this system is phenomenal. this is a phenomenal. System. And I love it. They were asking coach about somebody that got injured and coach said, I, I get guys prepared for football. I'm not I'm not the, I'm not the doctor. Let the doctors do what the doctors do. I get people prepared for football. And once the doctors clear them to play, it's my job to get them prepared to play. So I'm just saying, guys, I I just wanna show you that when we get to a place where it's cultural, when we get to a place where it happens, you know, instinctively, it happens spontaneously, it happens organically, it happens naturally, you know, that yup, you do do some things over the years that where you identify what the culture is, where there's a language that you guys speak, There's a certain ethos, there are certain behaviors, but once that behavior or once that culture is set, it's kind of running on its own. And that's why we're telling you don't, there's levels to this. That's why we're telling you don't skip steps. That's why we're telling you don't take shortcuts because while it takes a long time to establish the culture, once it is established, it will do the work on its own. New England Patriots, it will do the work on its own. So we just wanna encourage you guys Like we're not talking to hear ourselves talk, but the reason why CJ said, when was the last time we lost? Is because the three of us created a culture. We abide by that culture because that culture has to be preserved. And we make sure on a daily basis, not only are we aware of the culture, we honor and respect our culture. We honor and respect it. We revere our culture. And as a result, there are certain things we do we don't do and now all we do is win, no matter what.
2: Hey, let me just say real quick for all my CEOs, business owners, whatever. Tony Knuckles, our, our, our guy from Quicken Loans. I remember him asking this question at, at, at a session somewhere. And he asked, like, what is your culture? Like, you know, define your culture. Like, what is it? And there were a couple of people that were kind of like hesitant. And he was like, well, let me just tell you in a world of trouble right now, because if you don't, if you can't define your culture that doesn't mean it doesn't exist there is a culture whether you plan for it or not so you might want to be strategic and plan your culture because that's what's going to determine how successful you are he was like if you don't have a culture if you can't articulate what it is don't be don't think that it doesn't exist there is a culture there trust me there's a culture there you brought it with you as the ceo you brought it in your personality you brought it in your core values So if it's not something that you really want your company to embody, then you might need to kind of think about how you need to strategically shift that and address it. But there is—understand me closely. Hear what I'm saying closely. There is a culture there, whether you know it or not. Wow, unbelievable. All right, cool. Let's let's move, guys. We got
1: um, we got stuff to do. Um, Let's jump into. Y'all want to go one, gotta go, or ask Et? I always give y'all the option of which one you want to do first.
2: We missed One Gotta Go last week, so let's let's throw it in there. All right, cool. Um,
1: let's go. Uh, one Gotta Go is brought to you by BreatheUniversity.com. I wanted to read you guys a brief testimonial from BreatheUniversity.com. Um, somebody sent us, I'm not sure who it was, but Carl sent it over to me and I wanted to read it to you guys. It said, I wanted to drop you a quick line and christen my entry into Breathe University by saying thank you to every single person on, on your staff who's made Breathe, breathe You a reality. I've been navigating the site for a few days now since joining, and I'm blown away by the interface and all the content that I will get as a Survive member. I was in tears scrolling, thinking about how generous it is of you all to offer this rich material to people like myself who want to take their business and their uh, their business lives and personal lives to the next level, but can't currently pour a lot of money into personal development. I've done research in the past, and let me emphatically say. That there are no motivational speakers or professional development people out there uh, making this kind of content so ridiculously affordable. I've been listening to ET on YouTube and on the podcast now for the last three years, and I thought I was getting a treat. But what's going on with the website is on another level that I could not have imagined. I'm so grateful for ET, CJ, and Carl each and every time they mention joining Breathe You to the listeners on the podcast. She said, today I told myself that I'm not going to listen to one more podcast uh, without joining Breathe You. And that's what she did. She also said um, she's going to call her brother and her broker and let them know that they need to get on Breathe You immediately. So she said, hugs for every last one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So again, guys, be you. we're, We're going to a whole nother level. Uh, Carl just, you know, briefly mentioned the the, the Thank God I Married podcast. Um, the marriage section is, is is heating up and will be in full effect here shortly. So again, join us at breatheuniversity.com. Um, we got a ton of stuff in the way of professional development. Josh taking over the business and sales training uh, in that wing, and and we're just adding a bunch of stuff. So we would love to see you over there at breatheuniversity.com. Now let's jump into. Let me pull out my notes. Uh, you know, I don't really have notes, but I, I do for the one gotta go. I got a couple notes. So one gotta go this week. Um, man, all right, cool. This this first young lady has has sold over 100 million records. She's ranked as one of the best-selling artists in the history of contemporary music. She's amassed an ex- extensive catalog with singles such as "Nasty," "Rhythm Nation."
2: That's the way
1: love goes. You
2: already got E in trouble.
1: And all for you. The next young lady that I want to talk about has sold an estimated 170 to 200 million records worldwide. She's released seven studio albums and two soundtracks uh, with, the, with the hot singles How Will I Know, I Will Always Love You. Wow. <clears throat> Greatest love of all, Mm, mm, mm. I want to dance with somebody. I want to dance with somebody. With somebody. Uh, This next, the next young lady that I want to highlight um, is also one of the top artists to ever lived, considered to have one of the best voices to ever lived with singles such as One Sweet Day, uh, Fantasy, Always Be My Baby. And my favorite Christmas song oh,
2: no, that rolls wow.
1: along, All I Want for Christmas, sometimes uh, when you're in Macy's and you hear All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey right around uh, uh, December uh. 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th night, it just does something to your soul when you hear that song. So today, unfortunately, wow. one of these <laughs> careers have to go. And I ask you, fine gentlemen, which one has to well, let go? Let me say this first Janet of all: Janet Jackson, Mariah something.
0: Carey, or Whitney, Whitney Houston? Houston? Let me tell you Houston. something. First of all, Penny can't go nowhere. That's number one. <laughs> Penny can't go nowhere. No,
1: no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Why is it, well? Okay, so for who, who is Penny for our our with Everybody right, right, not. Right. Right. In their forties and from the states, so who is Penny?
0: <laughs> they can't let Penny go now, Mama. Burned. I know Glenn knows who her we talking tried about. Mama try to burn in oh. Australia. And mama try to knows burn black out. show. No man. man. So, 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 so Penny, of course, is the the role Janet Jackson played in Good Times. So, so we fell in love with, you know, her uh, in Good Times. You know, what I'm saying in Good Times is before there was um, the Huxtables. You know, um, the Cosby Show, uh, a pivotal show uh, in the American history, you know, was Good Times. And so Janet came on the scene. So so, so I'm just saying, see, you would interrupt a lot of his- history, like it's not just a little small uh, record <laughs> time Matrix frame. Oh, this would man, be like man. Back to the Future, where you went back and disrupted, you know, quite a few things. And we can't, let's not forget Poetic Justice. You know, so, um, Ooh, so, hey. so, so and so. nutty professor, yeah, uh, yeah. So, well, we <laughs> might forget the nutty professor, <laughs> 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 we might be, able to, we might be able to let that go. Um, yeah, so, poetic so for justice, me, yeah. Janet for sure can't go nowhere because of that. Uh, let's also be honest, there was a time, you know, and and, and this is, I'm, I'm, you know, of course, telling my age, but this was a time in every graduation across the country, every pivotal youth program. Wow. You know, it was an anthem, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Whitney's, Whitney's song was an anthem for us. Which one? I, I Will I, Always Love You? Which one are you talking about? No, not I Will Always Love You. Um, the, the, greatest the greatest love. love. Oh, greatest uh-huh. love of all. Uh-huh. Not
1: to mention Greatest Love of All uh, uh, also produced the the
0: Eddie Murphy version from Coming to America. You feel me? You feel with, me? So I, you know I, what I'm
1: saying? I would Mr. have to Randy say, Watson, I would have you know? to
0: say, and i do i do not mean to be disrespectful but i would have to say that mariah carey has got to go as Ooh. it relates to um the 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 history of music so i gotta stick with whitney i gotta stick with um i gotta stick with um janet jackson and uh yep mariah carey yep she gotta go i mm. i can't I,
2: I honestly honestly i can't touch whitney whitney's the the, oh, the no golden doubt. goose for me no, in that no, category, no, like no, Whitney, I'm talking about, I still cry, like I hear, I heard a song, I think it was, I Believe the Children Are Our Future, that one, and I just brought, man, I was yeah, sitting there. Man, oh, oh, no, 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 that's, that's great, it, Carl, is is that's that, the anthem yeah, that's, right that's there it. I meant. But, but I'm, I'm telling anthem. y'all, I hear that song, and man, that song about her voice, it's other singers with beautiful voices, but I'm, man, I'm t- and look, when I go there, I'm saying Mariah got a phenomenal voice. But it's just something about that legacy that, and and even though the last part of Whitney's messed up, the beginning, ooh, it, are you playing it for me? Oh, uh, Just keep talking, keep talking. Oh. Hey, I'm serious. That, that joint right there, you hear it? Like,
0: it go to your soul, no, man. No, it was so the I anthem. Can't. It was the anthem back in the day, every graduation. Every every every, any youth do anything, uh. you win an award, they singing that song to you, right? Your grandma is playing that song oh, for, for sure. you. So I'm saying you listen to her voice, man. They do something to you. Like
2: you feel that joint. Like Janet, That's like it. like E said, Janet is in the culture. Like, I don't know if I could touch her. Mariah, I'm sorry, you got to go. I, and it hurt. Cause Mariah <laughs> is a beast. Don't get me wrong. Like it's some notes that she hit that I didn't even know was on the musical scale. She can hit them joints so high. But, like, you talk about changing lives and legacy, man. I'm sorry, Mariah, but I got to, yeah, I got yeah, to And then, you.
0: see, let's not forget some of Michael Jackson hits are going to be sw- wiped away <laughs> oh, if no, we nah. get rid of Janet. We got a couple of Michael Jackson songs with his sister, you know. So, yeah, Mariah got to go. Ooh, yeah, you got to go, Mariah. Don't even stop the song, just, see. Don't even stop it.
2: I'm feeling it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah just play Yeah, just play <laughs> it in the background. Just play, yeah, just play oh, it in the man. background.
1: Oh, <laughs> Hey. But, Yo, I'm stupid, but I promise you, this song has slightly been uh scarred for me because of the coming to You can't take away my
2: dignity. Because the great ass.
1: Love of all. Cause every time I hear it, all I hear is Because the Great ass, <laughs> Love of all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but you know what? I will say this. No, no, no. Uh, I got a soft spot for this song too. Yo, got because too many. That, this That's is y'all new. young.
0: I've been to too many graduations. I promise you, for a 10 year span, a decade, they played this every I'm graduation. I'm crazy. I, yeah, I put
2: on a station, I heard that joint, and I, I still felt it like it was new.
1: Yo, I will say I have a soft spot in my heart for this song because my dad, like when I was young, and my dad to this day, well, like if you ask him, what's your favorite song ever, you know, in the history of music, my dad will say greatest love of all. So I definitely got love for Whitney. I'm like, man, and I kind of agree with y'all. Mariah, you know, she got to go. But I'm like, shoot, like, do you know that Christmas song? Like, imagine never hearing that for the rest of Christmas. Like, yo, that's tough. Like that's something that we hear I'm every good, single year so, for like a month. That's a part no, 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 of my month.
2: So what I say though, see, and here's the good thing with that though, it's only about seven Christmas songs that all the artists do them. So you are gonna hear the song, you're just not gonna hear
0: her. Oh yeah, but it's nothing so like her version. Right. There's nothing yeah, like I her saying, version. Right, but I'm I saying y'all. we got we got enough to cover. Up. We got fruitcake. We got fruitcake. <laughs> we can go ahead eat that and oh, cover
1: come that Come on now, y'all know good and well that joint right there. If you hear. Right around Christmas time, I promise you that thing going to have you
0: in the mood. You're going to be shopping, buying oh, gifts. The whole absolutely. But number. you got to wait till December 24th. Your Janet is all year long. <laughs> Janet is all year long.
2: You <laughs> stupid. Hey, it's early. I'm stupid, <laughs> see.
0: <laughs> you, you, you hear that? September, though, see.
1: September. I'm getting everybody in the spirit. It's the fall coming up uh all right uh, I we got work to do let me get i'm being stupid all right uh let's go <laughs> back uh all right so mariah and uh all i want for christmas unfortunately she had a bunch of hits though we belong together like come on man what was the uh one yeah. sweet day with boys
2: to men one sweet days of fire oh, man yeah. no, like y'all
1: tripping man so but uh mariah it, it was nice knowing you but um
0: I believe the children (laughs) are the future. Teach them well and let them them lead lead the way. way. I could use that now run for a campaign to be the president of the United States of America. Use that song and get in, bro. All right.
1: Let's move on. Um, We're going to go into ask you to shoot. I lost my questions now fooling with y'all. I got, I got, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man yeah hey come christmas time i would not be able to listen to that and i'm already hurt so i just wanted to get it out of my system uh before
0: let's make sure for all my younger folk in here make sure you go on google or youtube and just put penny and just put penny oh you know what though me a couple hey, me episodes you of the younger the we young jenny Houston jackson
1: hat. you're right mariah gotta go Cause i think she what well, was her movie sparkle i don't know if that ever did anything oh, but let me oh, tell you yeah, something no, the yeah, bodyguard yeah. was a it's classic The
2: bodyguard yeah absolutely. oh i want
1: to be kevin costner oh yeah i just wanted to rescue ah. whitney take her up out of there you know what i'm saying uh, you feel right. me just take yeah, her out of there for sure all right cool so let's jump into uh ask et um let's see let's find a good one here doo, 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 doo. uh ricky in memphis said, et you've been doing TGIM for eight years you guys uh constantly put out videos audio mixtapes albums where does et continue to get all his content what does that mean like a vote or something
0: like you know what I'm say like
1: <laughs> i guess i mean he's been doing a ton of videos he's saying you know how, how do you keep Producing at a high level, you didn't run out of stuff to talk about yet. Oh man, I'm
0: a lifelong learner, man. You know, it's just, man, it's, you can learn something every day, man, from people, from you know, books, from certain circumstance situations. Yeah, life, yeah, man, you keep learning. So I'm learning every day. Like, it's not a situation where, you know what I'm saying, like I've stopped learning. So I, I watched the Olympics, I learned something from the Olympics. I Married, I've been on college campus with these kids learning stuff from them, hanging around seeing Carl I still pick up stuff. so yeah, I'm constantly learning man and I just I, I regurgitate the stuff that I'm learning daily.
2: Hey, we talked about that one before, but he honestly he has a very, very unique gift y'all of literally wake up today and in the first you know a couple of minutes of just whatever, his toothpaste fell on the floor. He going to find something out of that. Like, he's just looking. I mean, see, he, that's his whole, you know, attitude toward life. Looking for stuff, you know, to learn from. Yeah, so I'm going to be for real. Was, it was you, the first
1: up. time he did a Usain boat message in Charlotte that I never heard before. Blew like my I mind. never heard. Never heard it. it. was probably the hottest, one never of the heard hottest it. messages he'd done all tour. Yep. And I never heard it. I seen yep. it come up on the screen. And it's always funny, like, when I see E with a new slide or something. And, I, you know, Carl does the slide, so I don't get to see him. And I see him, and I look up there, and I'm trying to say, okay, where is he about to take this? Where is and he going? Ma- and you yeah. know what? M- matter of fact, uh, and I'm trying to tell y'all, shameless plug, I believe that entire keynote from Charlotte is up on BreatheUniversity.com right uh, now, right?
2: Right in Breathe University. We did the conference Saturday. It was yeah, up so on Monday. Br- it ar- was our too far not to have too- Let
1: there. me tell you something. Doggone it! If you don't pay 19.99 for that, and just I don't care if you get out. That yep. was one of the hottest keynotes of the the, the conference.
2: The whole year, year and literally, it's up literally, in its yeah.
1: entirety on BreatheUniversity.com. I, I want to throw. I, I do want to do a snippet of that though, and put it on YouTube. I want to put you know at least five minutes because they need to
0: see that Usain Bolt message. Um, well, I see. I want to put. Um, I want to put the piece up, and and again, guys, this is just you know I'm venting. You know, I'm not always on a soapbox, I'm not always venting, but I'm venting as a CEO, you know, um, you know as an entrepreneur, because when we talked about cultures earlier, you know, everybody w- want a makeshift company, like everybody wanna be an entrepreneur, you know? Every, and, and it seemed like it's the easiest thing to do. I'm not gonna get no job, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur. And you have so many young people, you know, who wanna do it, and I've had parents come to me, you know, who uh, I guess they want their children you know to skip all these steps and you know just get to the top. And so Carl, if you could just play just just a minute of that guys like and I'm being real, I'm venting, right? But I think it's important for you to hear this because all we've been talking about is building a culture. Carl used the term brick by brick by brick And there are people who think they're just going to build a house in one day or they're going to let you build a house in one day and they're just going to come and get all the benefits. So, see, I know we usually just this is exclusive for BU, this BU content. But, Carl, if we could just play that part where I am venting on my soapbox, um, I I would appreciate if y'all guys let me do that just real quick. Got it. I don't wanna tell on my podcast, but the next one I told C coming up, somebody, you know, work for me, their mama called, Do you have 501? Do they have a 501? And do they have a 401k? Do you guys have health insurance and other benefits? I'm like, What? I swear your son don't work hard enough to have health insurance. I swear he don't work hard enough to have no benefit. 401k? Look, this is what I'm going to start telling parents that call me. Look, mama, if you think he need a 50141K, if you think that he need to get paid more, if you think he need health insurance, get a job and hire his behind and give him all the 401 you want to. You hire him. He can sleep as long as he want to. He can wake up when you want him to wake up. And you ain't got to put too much pressure on your baby. You hire him. You think he need a 401k? You think he that deep? You you create your own job and you hire him. You think he need benefits? He he need to be covered? Then you create your own job and you hire your son. Then we can guarantee he going to get paid. You ain't got to worry about me, panning. but what you want is you want me to get up at 3 o'clock and grind. You want me to travel all over the world. You want me to sacrifice my wife and my son and my daughter. You want me to make all the sacrifices, and I still got to pay him while he get to do what he want to do when he want to do it. It don't work like that. So create a job and hire him, and I bet you fire his butt in six weeks. (laughs)
1: Woo! All right, there it is. I told y'all, man, Charlotte was off the chain. Listen, if you want to see that whole keynote, go to breatheuniversity.com right now and check that out. Man, we got the whole keynote up there for all the members in our community, um, and that thing was crazy. So I don't even think that we need to to go to the nugget of the day. I
0: think that more than served. I think that was the nugget of the day, see? I think that was the nugget. for real, if you can't take nothing from that right there, you don't yeah, need. You, you, yeah, don't, yeah, need you don't have a pulse, bro. That's yeah, the nugget do not of the need day. the
1: nugget of the day. So, nah, man. I um, I appreciate everybody uh, listening.
0: Dallas seats. Dallas. Dallas seat. Yeah,
1: Dallas. October fifteenth, I believe. Right. Uh, yep. October fifteenth. Yeah, October fifteenth. Is that the fifteenth? We will for the, be in Dallas, ready to rock and roll. For those of you, Texas, come on out. October 15th, go to etinspires.com
0: backslash events and check out the tickets for that. And then, hey, yeah. And, and don't forget to see, I know, I know, you know, a lot of people might have thought it was just last week, but every Friday we drop in the new Thank God I'm Mary. Like uh, Carl said, the Thank God I'm Mary podcast is coming out, the Thank God I'm Mary conference. The first one is in San Diego on uh, right there around Valentine's Day. You know, so we got a couple more coming after that. So, guys, be ready. Be ready. Thank God I'm married. We're coming out with the BU marriage uh, section as well. So we are definitely dedicated and committed to helping families, guys. So we always talk about the triple-double. But as we get ready for 2017, we're going to physically, right, emotionally, you know, mentally, all the the leads, we're going to help you with your family this year coming up you know and help you to to reach that triple it, double. man let's get the triple double y'all go leave us that review
1: on itunes we appreciate Please. everything y'all done e i see you in a couple hours at the airport in new york yes sir we get on that bird and yes, fly sir. over to london london we'll see y'all tomorrow we will be in the building all over the place we going all over london so oh, if you see be show us some love, man, take us to Nando's so we can get that Perry, Perry chicken. Oh, peri Perry! And uh, next week, guys, we'll bring you a special edition uh, of the podcast. We're not going to miss. You know we still working while we're over there. We'll bring you a special edition. Hopefully we'll get it videotaped and put up on YouTube. But we'll bring you a special edition of the Secret Success podcast live from the UK. So we'll see y'all, man. We love you. And uh, we'll see you next week.
0: I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make that you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul.